Okay, so continuing on for part three of our teaching that we're doing on the vaccinations, the DNA, proactive health recommendations, um, and this flu pandemic. Next article, diagnostic devices to keep you chained to the medical pharma cartel. Had this listener send me this. This is called Scanadu. Remember like Xanadu, the movie? This is Scanadu. And it's sending your smartphone to med school. Now, you didn't know that, but you proud parents of your smartphones can now send your little buddies to med school. And here's how it's done. The NASA-based company puts a doctor in your pocket. NASA's very evil. Okay, just so you know, there's been whole books written on NASA, on how evil they are. Okay, so this is a NASA-based company puts a doctor in your pocket. Scanadu, a new personalized health electronics company, today unveiled the first of three products in its family of consumer health tools. The Scanadu Scout, the Project Scanaflu, oh boy, and the Project Scanaflow. Based on the NASA Ames Research Center, Scanadu is using mobile and sensor and social technology to ensure that this is the last generation to know so little about our health. The newly introduced home diagnostic tools are set to be the biggest innovation in our home medicine since the invention of the thermometer. So this isn't something just, oh, some little trivial thing that's going to pass by the wayside. This is the future of medicine. This is the future of them getting you into the hospital, getting them, you into, locked into their control. Founded by, in 2012 by Walter Day Brower, after a family medical emergency, Scanadu is using imaging and sound analysis, molecular diagnostics, data analytics, and a suite of algorithms to create devices that offer a comprehensive, real-time picture of your health data. Consumers don't have the tools they need to monitor their health and make informed decisions about when they're actually sick and need to see a doctor. That would be an MD, always. We want to empower consumers to take control of their health and give them direct access to their personal health feed. That was said by the founder of Scanadu. So we want, they, they want to empower consumers to take control of their health. Now, I would have no problem with this if it was based on natural remedies, natural cures, things of that nature. But it's not. It's totally, purely, 100% medically oriented, designed to keep you locked into that system and subject to that system. Here's the Scanadu product family. The Scanadu Scout is a small, speedy, and affordable device that puts vital health information at your fingertips. Simply hold Scanadu Scout to the temple, and in less than 10 seconds, it will accurately read more than five vital signs. Impressive. Data collected by Scanadu Scout is uploaded to the Scanadu smartphone app via Bluetooth to show... Now, before I tell you... Well, it shows pulse transient time, heart rate, pulse rate, electrical heart activity, temperature, heart rate variability, and blood oxygenation. Okay, just by holding this thing up to your temple. Notice, it's uploaded to the Scanadu smartphone app via Bluetooth to show. Now, my comment, guaranteed that this information, if not already now, will soon be available to the medical mafia so they can monitor you and your data. If you don't go along with the recommendations, because they give you recommendations 
depending on the diagnosis and especially if a vaccine is mandated, severe repercussions will eventually occur. This is where they're getting us all into this big brother grid where you do what we tell you to do. Just like the lady that, that, that went in there, she wanted to have the baby with a midwife, got forced into going to the hospital, and she's like, I don't want my baby to have the Hep B vaccine. They're like, shut up. Get out of our hospital. We're taking your baby, and we're going to eject it with Hep B, and you wait out in the parking lot. I mean, how insane is that? This is what they want, and they're going to have recommendations, and you better follow them. Now, it may not be that right off the bat, but guaranteed, you're in that system. You make this this information available online. Guaranteed, they know about it. They, the big brother elite, they know about it. Then there's the other thing they have is the scan of, the project scan of flow. The scan of flow is a low cost tool that uses the smartphone as a urine analysis reader. I was like, what do you do, pee all over the phone? What, what is this? That's why they call it flow, like a urine flow. Okay. Designed to be sold over the counter as a disposable cartridge, the, the project scan of flow will test for pregnancy complications. Oh, I know what that's a buzzword for. This will be so you will have yet another excuse to abort your baby. Yeah. That's why I had a patient the other day, or not a patient, but a listener saying, yeah, they want us to do all this genetic testing before like, we have our baby. I'm like, the only reason, the main reason they're doing that is so that you'll have an excuse to abort your baby if it isn't genetically perfect. Just like on the show Gattaca, which is the, what they want the future of humanity to be. Where babies are literally engineered. Engineered. Before they even get it. They're all test tube. And they, they, I believe then they're implanted in the mother's womb after they've taken the right sperm and egg. And gotten rid of any of the inferior sperms and eggs. In, in other words, they're playing God totally. Okay, And, and if the baby is... Um, born naturally, which was totally, totally frowned on, and, and just a, in that particular genre of Gattaca, it was basically a disgusting thing to have a child by natural childbirth without doing all this stuff. They hit the baby's foot. I think they did this on the. Didn't matter what you were, even if you were superior or, or just born natural. They hit the baby's foot as soon as the baby was born. Took a blood draw, and instantly all the genetic markers were flashed up on a screen. It said, "Oh, this baby's going to die by the age of thirty of heart disease. This, 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 and you know, that's what they want." So I'm I'm very leery of all this garbage. Okay, I know what this is about. This urine analysis reader, the scan of flow will test for pregnancy complications. Again, so you can abort your baby or have an excuse. Preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, kidney failure, urinary tract infections. For pregnant women, Project Scanaflow will be the first to provide a health feed throughout the duration of the pregnancy. And guaranteed, that health feed is going right to your MD. And you better do what they're telling you to do because they got you right where they want you. Because what are you going to do? Not have it by the MD? That, see, they, they blackmail you. If you go into that system and you have it medically, they blackmail you because they're like, well, what are you going to do? You, you, don't tell, you don't do exactly what we tell you to do. We're not going to deliver this baby. They will threaten you. They do it all the time. I want to go that route, period. You can avoid it at all costs. Go with a natural midwife. Um, and, you know, I, I don't have 
it's just something you're going to have to research on your own. But that's the way to go. And then also having all those other preparatory documents, like the last article said, just in case you have to go into the hospital, so that they know right up front where you stand, so that they can't take your baby and inject it with vaccines and basically, you know, take your baby into custody and make you go way out in the parking lot. (laughs) I mean, it's just insane. Then, the last thing that they're introducing, which um, is particularly pertinent, pertinent to today's study, is the Project Scanaflu. Project Scanaflu is a low-cost tool that uses the smartphone as a reader to assess cold-like symptoms quickly. I don't know if you like sneeze into the phone or what, but anyway. Removing the guesswork from early diagnosis of upper respiratory infections by testing saliva, the disposable cartridge will provide early detection for strep A, influenza A, influenza B, adenovirus, and RSV. Scanadu will introduce all three products to market by the end of 2013. Guaranteed, the main recommendations on Scanaflu will be go get your vaccination. You better go get it, because it's sure not going to be alternative healthcare. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play the commercial from the Scanadu commercial. And I'm going to kind of comment as we go, so we can kind of see this, hear it. Technology has given us an unprecedented window into the human body. But on a day-to-day basis, we're still in the dark about our own health. We are changing that. What if instead of fearing the worst when you notice something out of the ordinary... Okay, so they're they're playing on your emotions right off the bat. Number one, the medical profession has nothing to do with health care. It's disease propagation care. Okay? Even antibiotics. Well, that cures it. No, it doesn't. It devastates your own immune system. It kills all the healthy flora in your intestinal tract, which has a ton to do with your own immune system function. And it sets you up for massive candida infestation because it kills all the healthy flora that competes with the candida. And that's why you have to keep taking antibiotics over and over and over again. Because it weakens and destroys your own immune system and also kills all the healthy flora. You get massive yeast infestation. Once the antibiotics wear off, then your immune system's still down, all by design. You get sick again. You have to keep going back on and on and on. It never ends. That's why you should do a good cycle of refrigerated flora after any antibiotic cycle. I haven't, I mean, I don't advise getting them. I haven't taken, I can't even remember. My daughter's never taken a cycle, ever. She hasn't needed it. Do everything naturally, okay? I haven't, it's probably been, for me, antibiotics, I don't know, 20 years? I don't know. I haven't been to an MD. I can't even remember last time I went at all. I'm not saying for emergency medicine it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I haven't, thank God, I haven't had to, to do any, any of that route. I've done everything. The Lord has shown me how to do this stuff naturally for the most part. Obviously, you know, somebody has a laceration on their stomach and their intestines are hanging out. You've got to go to the MDs to deal with that. That's what they specialize in. But they do not specialize in health care. They specialize in disease propagation Keeping symptoms swept under the rug as though the body gives us symptoms because the body's stupid. 
That's the way we treat symptoms, right? Get a headache, take an aspirin, kill the symptoms. Headache comes back tomorrow, take more aspirin, kill the symptoms. Evidently, the way we treat that is that we have a lack of aspirin in the bloodstream or a lack of Tylenol, and we're taking the Tylenol in order to deal with the symptomatology, and we just have a lack of Tylenol, and that's why the headaches keep coming back. No, there's a core source root, and that's what the medical profession typically will never deal with because they have no financial interest in developing a cure for anything. So they have this little kid here, and he's like not feeling well, and all the parents are all concerned because they're good parents. So then they're going to go further. You could identify the condition yourself. He's scanning the kid. It reminds me of like those old Star Trek episodes where the doctor or whatever, the, they call them bones or whatever, um, McCoy or whatever, he had his tricorder and, or something, and he would scan them. Remember that thing? Well, he's scanning this kid, and it's actually giving him a um, a diagnosis right there. I mean, it's impressive. I, I'll admit it. It's impressive. I wish they could use this for good. I would love to have a diagnostic tool like this that would do the work for a doctor, and the doctor could just prescribe clinical nutrition or whatever remedy there is that would actually fix the problem. Getting the right diagnosis would save you worry. It says it's roseola. And an unnecessary doctor's visit. Rest at home. It's okay. Oh, see, now they're going to start that way. Oh, roseola, rest at home. Three to four days. No big deal. Unnecessary doctor visit. Yeah, right. Instead of hearing about a viral outbreak on the news, imagine you got an alert. Whooping cough in your area. You get an alert for a viral outbreak. I wonder what... The solution for that's going to be, well, here it comes. Tailored to your family's needs. Oh, Lucy needs a DTaP booster. Her vaccine, that's the solution. Of course, of course. Make an appointment, it says right now. You better make it. <laughs> what if you don't? <laughs> oh, it's funny, these police are at my door, and they're kind of wondering why I'm not going along with, uh, what, do you not care about your daughter? This is why I'm saying, do not mess around with this stuff. Because Big Brother's going to be showing up at the door. Maybe not right initially, but that's eventually where this is all going to end up. It would also give you advice about what to do next. <laughs> what if you had a way to identify what was wrong right away? A way to get all of the information you need to understand the situation. 103.8 high fever. We're going to talk about fevers in a little bit here. Um... Yeah, the the thing, you know, God didn't give us fevers or, or, or let fevers happen in the body. Those happen because our body's stupid. Didn't you know that? We need to lower the fever with drugs because the body doesn't know what it's doing, even though the body creates a fever in order to kill the bad guys. That's why it creates the fever, because those bad guys cannot live in an elevated body temperature. No, 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 that's, that's all stupid. Lower the fever. Oh, good, so you'll be sick much longer. And take drugs to do it, so you're locked into that system. So then they got their urinalysis. So it's saying basically, okay, you got this, okay, now you got to do a urinalysis. And then, it, and then it gives you the diagnosis, urinary tract infection. In various cases, you would know when and where to seek help. <laughs> so you're going to go to urgent care for a urinary tract infection. Um, sorry, I would just rather give them some colloidal silver and a product called Rena Food. <laughs> knock it out naturally. Probably way quicker than they can possibly knock it out with a drug. 
Give me a break. We're building a way for people to check their bodies as often as they check their email. Whoa, this guy's got a mark on the side of his neck. I don't know where it's something that he's wearing. That's literally checking his body. It's like, it's like you know, I'm not saying it's the mark of the beast, but it's a mark under his ear. It's a triangle. And it's, and it's basically communicating with the smartphone. Now remember, they've got microchips now built into the medications that remind you when to take the next dose. They've already come out with that. Microchips in the medications. Implants they're, they're putting in people that monitor vitals and stuff like that to tell you when to go to the, to, to the MD. This is the exact same thing. They want to get these implants... They want to do, and again, look at how much of this is related to smartphones that we've talked about today. The smartphone app that lets you do ne- necromancy, talking to the dead. The smartphone thing on the droid, you know, augmenting your DNA, the droid DNA. I mean, it's it's like wow. There's so much of this revolves around smartphones, which are eventually going to be integrated right into your body. It's all possible, and it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. It's only the big brother beginning. Mm, Hallmark moment all the way. So, yeah, this is um, this is the future. Okay, so there's more videos. You can actually, I give you the video to the company itself, and some other short videos. A listener sent me this, and um, yeah, so you got three different things. One, so you have an excuse to abort your baby, the the scan of do flow, the scan of flu, so you have an excuse uh, an excuse to go get your vaccines you know, sterilize you and kill you and devastate you and defile you. And um, then the other one, the, the the main one, the scout, so that you can get totally locked into the medical system and and basically, you know, do whatever Big Brother tells you to do. So I don't, I don't see any downside. I wish they would have something like this and their intentions were pure and good. Because I think this is awesome. If they were to approach it from that standpoint, but they're not. They're approaching it from the exact opposite standpoint. The standpoint I've just been warning about since I started this teaching and then so many others. You cannot trust them. They always have an ulterior motive and it's always evil when it comes to this particular subject. So, let's go further. Can vaccination replace natural immunity? This was an excerpt from an article I read from Green Med Info. At the outset, it should be acknowledged that if there could be no medical justification, there could be no medical justification for vaccination in the first place if it were not for the observation that periodic infection from wild-type pathogens confers or imparts lasting natural immunity. That's the way God intended it to be. Okay, If everything was ideal, the mother would have been eating a, a good diet prior to conception, have the baby, eating a good diet, not vaccinated. I'm telling you, if, the, if it was all perfect, unvaccinated, not on drugs, not doing bad stuff to her body, she has the baby, she breastfeeds, imparts the first 48 to 72 hours of that colostrum, which basically gives their uh, the little baby's own immune system a gigantic immune boost, continues to breastfeed, which is that milk, which is specifically made for that baby, couldn't do any better than, than, than mother's breast milk. And, and I mean, you know, not heated or anything like that. I'm talking, you know, 
The way it comes out of the mother is the perfect way, the perfect food for that baby. It's the way God intended it to be. And then to have no vaccines and none of this other garbage imposed on them in life. Okay? Now, the whole thing with vaccinations is the reason that they started was their observations that periodic infection from wild-type pathogens confer natural immunity. When you're exposed to something, okay, the immune system reacts, the thymus gland kicks into action, and it's like, okay, it starts to identify. But if it's never been exposed to it, you might get sick the first time. But that's but then the next time it sees it, you won't get sick. Because the body's already seen it, it knows what to do to ramp up to react to it. That's the whole premise, supposedly, behind vaccines. But the the premise behind vaccines are totally warped and flawed, okay? In a very real sense, periodic infections, challenges, are nature's immunizations. That's how you literally immunize yourself. But your body does it, without which the very concept of vaccination would make absolutely no sense. Unfortunately, the vaccination process artificially, supposedly stimulates and co-ops a natural process, generating a broad range of adverse unintended, oh, actually, no, it's not unintended, intended consequences, many of which have been documented here, and there's a link there, okay? It's all by design, and it's not unintended, it's totally intended. You inject something into the bloodstream like that, it causes massive autoimmune reactions when you get vaccinations. This is why you see the explosion of all these autoimmune diseases since the modern-day advent of vaccinations. You know, Renault's syndrome, lupus, um... Uh, rheumatoid arthritis, a lot of these things that were very, very hardly prevalent at all have now exploded because you create massive autoimmune responses when you inject these poisons into the bloodstream and the immune system hyperreacts, causing an autoimmune reaction. And your body starts to attack itself. That's what an autoimmune disease is. Okay, This is why we have this explosion of autoimmune diseases. Vaccine proponents would have us believe that natural immunity is inferior to synthetic immunity. And should be replaced by the latter. That's what they expect us to believe. So my God-given immune system is just worthless, dumb, and, and no, no. You need vaccinations. You need this synthetic, satanic immune system. Which is essentially what they're proposing. In some cases, they even suggest breastfeeding should be delayed during immunizations. Because they don't want anything to, you know counteract their, their immunizations because it interferes with vaccine efficacy. Oh, these devils from the pits of hell. This is so evil. Sounds like, I, I just can't stand it because it's like you're taking a little baby and, and you're just you're just continuing. It's like you're kicking a little baby when it's down, when it's, it's just little and helpless. I can't stand that. It's so evil. It sounds like a globalist depopulation schemes and naked economic incentives have trumped genuine serious health concerns for the entire population, especially the very young, the elderly, and the sick. This warped perspective follows from the disingenuous standard vaccine researchers use to prove the, quote, efficacy of their vaccines. The chemical kitchen sink is thrown in to one's immune system when the unvaccinated, when the vaccinated, hold on, let me say that again. The chemical kitchen sink is thrown at one's immune system when vaccinated in order to generate a more intense immune response. Now, what do they mean by that? These vaccines are a witch's brew. There's tons and tons of stuff in there. All of it's bad. All of it causes this massive, intense autoimmune response. And this is all by design. This is a process not unlike what happens to you when you kick a beehive. 
So you go up, you kick a beehive. That's the same thing happening to you when, internally when you get a vaccine. These chemicals include detergents, antifreeze, propylene glycol. It's one of the additives. Propylene glycol is one of the main ingredients in antifreeze. Up until recently, they would use propylene glycol before they started changing the taste because it had a sweet taste. They would use it in antifreeze. Women were taking that, and it just seemed to be women, the, the things I've seen, and they were giving it to their husbands when they were, if they wanted to kill them. I've seen more than one documentary. I'm not saying a man can't do it, but the ones I've seen, it was the woman lovingly sweetening their sweet tea and, and wanting to knock them off. I mean, these are, these are psychopaths, okay? And they would put propylene glycol or antifreeze before, they, before the company started putting things in the antifreeze to change the, the flavor so that they couldn't disguise it in stuff, and they would feed it to their husbands. It's a horrific way to die. Horrific. Okay? But propylene glycol is one of the things they put in antifreeze or, or in vaccines as well. So anyway, um, uh, antifreeze, heavy metals, xenotrophic retroviruses, which is always good. I mean, we want those retroviruses like AIDS in the vaccines. Hep B. Um, DNA. Now, I'm not saying that AIDS virus is still in the Hep B vaccine. They just needed to get the ball rolling with that. Uh, gay male population back in the late 70s. Anyway, DNA from also aborted babies, or also known as diploid cells, and other species. Another point that cannot be understated is that the trivalent three-strain influenza vaccines are incapable of protecting us against a wide range of pathogens which produce influenza-like illnesses. Over 200 viruses cause influenza or the flu. And influenza-like illnesses, which produce the same symptoms of fever, headache, aches and pains, cough, and runny nose. That's basically the flu. With, without laboratory tests, doctors cannot tell the two illnesses apart. Both last for days and rarely lead to the death or serious injury. In other words, both being influenza and influenza-like illnesses. Okay? It is therefore exceedingly clear that it is mathematically impossible for influenza vaccines to be effective at preventing wild circulating strains of influenza because they never know what strains really circulate. It's all guess. Even if the vaccines were effective, it's guesswork and it's, it's like an absolute dice shoot at best. And the odds are not in your favor. Nutritional support then becomes the most logical and reasonable solution. Immune status determines susceptibility to infection. I said all that I just said to say that one line. Immune status... Your ability to fight off something determines susceptibility to infection. Whether it's viral, bacterial, candida, whatever. Your immune system is what determines that. Not some flu shot. Not some drug. Not relying on the MDs. You cannot drug your body into good health. You can't vaccinate your body into good health. It cannot give you something it was never intended to give you. The fact is that our immune status determines susceptibility. If the immune system is continually challenged with environmental toxicants, nutritional deficiencies, and or incompatibilities, chronic stress, which also depletes you, influenza is far more likely to take hold. And also, the, with the stress, you know, you got somebody that's either a smoker or drinking a ton of caffeinated products, Red Bulls, coffee, for me, coffee's the worst. I, I rarely drink this stuff anymore. It has a terrible effect on my immune system. Terrible. For some reason, me and coffee, we do not mix. 
It devastates my immune system. I don't know why. I can do it every once in a while. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, but it's like every day, no way. I don't know how somebody could drink a pot of coffee a day. I have no idea. I would be six feet under. There's no way. I mean, it totally burns out your adrenals. Your adrenals have a lot to do with your ability to cope with stress and your immune responses. And your adrenals are the main place that, that the main thing the adrenals need in order to keep your immune system healthy is vitamin C. Okay, we're going to talk more about that in a, in a minute here because that's a complicated subject um, to a certain extent. Not really complicated, but it's some, there's some things out there's some misnomers about vitamin C. So, if your immune system is strong, many infectious challenges occur and are met with an appropriate response and often go unnoticed. I mean, you might have been exposed to something, you didn't even know it. Your body's already seen it before, or it was strong enough where it was like, ah, okay, I'll fight this off easy, no problem. Okay? It is not a lack of vaccination that causes infection. Rather, the inability of the immune system to function effectively and to deal with what you're dealing with. Note, and, and also, you being sick isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes, you will get to a point where you know what? You haven't taken a break. You're run down. You're just, you need to take a break. Your body will force you at some point to take a break. And if it has to make you sick to do it, it will do that. <laughs> That's just the way it is. But we've, you oh, no, no, symptoms, stupid, bad. We just need to plow through it with these drugs or this vaccination. No, no. Symptoms are there for a reason. God gave us symptoms. When the oil light comes in your car, if we treated our body the way we treat our cars, most of us would take a black magic marker and just blacken out the oil light and keep driving. That's the way we treat our bodies, most of us. We get symptoms, ah, take drugs, cover it up, keep going. More symptoms, take more drugs. Or get a vaccine. Or maybe this surgery. I don't know. Anything but actually dealing with the core source root of the problem, typically. Not every time, but typically. And I don't mean to like come down on my listeners. I'm just saying this is the way the average American would view these things. So I'm trying to unbrainwash you and give you logic so that you can understand that we have been brainwashed. We've been lied to um, on so many levels. So, um, in some cases we may become infected and the ultimate outcome is that we enjoy even greater immunity. In other words, you get sick. Your body knows how to deal with that next time, and it also forced you to rest. Okay, While there are a broad spectrum of natural substances which have been studied for their anti-influenza properties, vitamin D deserves special consideration due to the fact that it is indispensable to produce antiviral peptides within the immune system and can be supported for pennies a day. Now, I only recommend, they recommend D3, not just vitamin D, D3. And I only recommend the whole food, food state vitamin D3. Because the vitamin D3 you're going to get in a drugstore or most health food stores is synthetic. The vitamin A you're going to get synthetic. The vitamin C you're going to get synthetic. It's not, it's not a real vitamin. It's basically a glorified drug. They've created it in a synthetic laboratory environment and labeled it as vitamin C. Scorbic acid is not vitamin C. Okay? It is not. The vitamin D that you get in a whatever drugstore is not real vitamin D. It's a synthetic pharmaceutical version of that. But a health food store sells it. I don't care. It's still synthetic. And it's not the same as the naturally occurring vitamin D you would get from foods. Okay? So, I'm going to explain more about that in a minute. I give you my vitamin D3 food state recommendations in this particular PDF 
below here. I'll get into that a little bit later. Anyway, a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2010 revealed that children are receiving 1,200 IUs of vitamin D a day were at a 59% reduced risk for contracting seasonal influenza A infection. Why, why aren't the MDs doing this then? Even though that's a synthetic vitamin D3, I, I know that they're using it. Even if it was D3, I don't even know. Still, it was a 59% reduced risk for contracting influenza or flu. Why? It stimulated the immune system. The immune system was strong enough to overcome the flu when it was exposed to it. Simple as that. Okay. Moreover, as a secondary outcome, only two children in the treatment group versus 12 for the control group experienced an asthma attack. So it helped with asthma. There are actually a broad range of preventative strategies that are evidence-based and available without prescription. And he gives a link for echinacea. Now, the most powerful echinacea I know of, I give you a link, and it's Medier makes it. It's a professional line that... I've carried for a long time. You may be able to find it online. I don't know. Um, it's at, called Echinacea Premium. That, that is the strongest, best echinacea that I know of on the planet, period. It is... What they do to process a batch of herbs at MediHerb is insane. And echinacea does have profound immune system stimulating properties. But... I would not ro- primarily rely on something like echinacea because... The reason most of us end up getting sick is because we have nutrient deficiencies. Echinacea is not a nutrient. It's an herb. So, you take echinacea. It's going to stimulate your primary immune system. But if you have nothing to draw on, meaning if if your gas tank's on empty and you floor it, well, there's there's no gas in the tank for the car to go. You're still out of gas. If you fill up the car and then floor it, which is what echinacea kind of does for your immune system, it stimulates it, then it's like, whoa, now I've got gas to work with. Now I can really go down the road a lot quicker. So I think things like the whole food state vitamin C, D3, zinc, those are things that support primary immune system function. Even the colloidal silver that I recommend acts as a secondary immune system in the body. Now, why is that so good for a pandemic scenario? Because you could have somebody that was totally devastated, and granted, that's not the way you want them, but that might be all you have to work with. And you have somebody, and pandemic comes, and you take 5,000 part per million silver, it's literally going to act like a secondary immune system in the body. Okay? But it's not... That doesn't replace your primary immune system, which actually uses things like C, like the D3, like the zinc, and those types of things in order to stave off things. The nice thing about silver is it's acting as its own independent secondary immune system that's not dependent on the primary. But ideally, you want both primary to be working optimally before the secondary would even have to be considered. Okay, I don't take a lot of the... Of the um, 5,000 part per million silver. Like I said, maintenance dose for an adult would maybe be 10 or 15 drops a day. That's it. It'll last you a long time, a bottle. Okay. Yes, I think it's great to have, but I don't want people to do that and just neglect their primary and, li- and, and eat like garbage and, and not take any, you know, oh, I don't care about vitamin C, I don't care about D, I don't care about any kind of multivitamin, nothing like that. Because it's, it's not going to compensate for that. Your body does have a need for silver on a level, but not, it's not the same need as like vitamin C or D3 or zinc or those macro, either vitamins or trace minerals. Those are called macro, meaning you, you need a lot more of them. 
Okay, so please understand the difference between the mild silver protein I recommend and the other thing that I'm talking about because it is important and I think it's going to become increasingly important and I really got convicted to talk about that on this study because I don't think I've differentiated enough between the two because this is kind of a somewhat complex subject, okay? But I've been doing this for like 20 years, okay, with clinical nutrition. I put more time or probably as much time into the study of clinical nutrition and what the body truly needs in order to stay well than I did in my whole chiropractic career. That's how much I like, really liked and do like studying this stuff. Um, so anyway, then he gives some other, he gives the, the recommendation on echinacea. I'll give you the link for the one product I told you about by Mediherb. Best echinacea I know of. And then probiotics are another thing because, again, you take antibiotics, you kill all your good flora in your intestinal tract. That has a lot to do with your immune system. It also has a lot to do with your ability to stave off yeast and candida. Okay, so you get chronic yeast infections. You know, that could be a, a huge contributing factor. So let's go further. Flu epidemic strikes millions of Americans already vaccinated against the flu. Well, I thought it was supposed to cure the flu. No, no, no. You want the flu? Get the flu vaccine. This is what the, the, the information is all pointing to. The USA is an official flu pandemic panic right now, with Boston declaring public health emergencies and hospitals setting up flu treatment tents as if the cities were in war zones. New York's doing the same thing, now, I believe. The CDC says it's the worst flu pandemic in, de- in a decade. Um, and it's, of course, everybody's urging everybody to get injected with flu vaccines because, you know, Health comes in a needle. We all know that. Additionally, nurses are being denied the right to refuse flu vaccinations, even on religious grounds, and are being fired for any resistance. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from listeners who are nurses or work in the hospital setting, and they've either been fired or had to leave their jobs because of this. What can I tell them? I'm like, you know, you can't take the vaccine. I'll I'll never capitulate and say, oh, well, just take it. No, no way. You're doing the right thing. If, if you have to, you know, a lot worse persecution is coming, I believe. Not saying God can't, the Lord Jesus Christ can't protect us. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, th- this is just the start of a lot of this type of draconian big brother garbage, you know. And the more people give into it, the quicker it's going to accelerate. Uh, so, but here's the dirty little secret the vaccine in- industry doesn't want you to know. Most people getting the flu right now are the same people who were vaccinated with the flu shot, which is exactly what I've been saying. The CDC refuses to release any statistics on this, of course, though, uh, because they care so much about us, because th- then the total hoax of the flu shot would be exposed. But I've been making phone calls to a large network of friends and professional contacts. Now, this is Mike Adams from Natural News, and they're all telling me the same thing of his people that he talked to. Of the people of the people they know who are getting sick, about two-thirds of them have already gotten the flu shot. Okay? Check with your own friends, family members, or coworkers on this point. Ask the ones who got sick. Did they get the flu shot? See if the answers you get are the same as mine. About two-thirds you know, are getting the flu shots, and they're the ones getting sick. <laughs> if this holds true across a larger data set, it means that flu shots actually make you more susceptible to flu. Obviously. That's what, the, that's what the research has always indicated. The real research, that's because far less than two-thirds of the U.S. population takes flu shots. 
So if two-thirds of those getting the flu this year are the very same people who got the flu shots, mathematically, it can only mean that the flu shots dramatically increase your vulnerability to the flu. Of course. In this way, people who get the flu shots are acting irresponsibly because they increase their risk of spreading the flu to others. Think about that. Instead of taking care of their health with supplements like colloidal silver, echinacea, whole food vitamin C, vitamin D3, and zinc, they act with neglect and seek out a flu shot that poses a very real increased risk to public health and safety as well as their self and their families. You're acting irresponsibly when you get these things. The CDC openly admits vaccines contain toxic cocktails and metals of synthetic chemicals like aluminum, mercury, squalene, MSG, monosodium glutamate, aborted fetal tissue and formaldehyde that can cause massive damage internally. These metals and chemicals also suppress the immune system and that's the primary purpose of vaccines, to actually cause an epidemic so that more people rush out to buy more vaccines. The whole point is to sell more vaccines, not to improve public health, and the fastest, fastest way to sell more vaccines is to make sure the vaccines themselves contain chemicals and metals that make people more vulnerable to infection. See, it's this big satanic like circle that you go around, merry-go-round. What? What? You don't believe me? You think Big Pharma is a collection of compassionate, loving angels who care about the people more than they care about profits? Wake up and smell the chemicals. Vaccine manufacturers are on record criminal organizations that are repeatedly found guilty of felony crimes. There's a link to that on the Glaxo Merck fraud. Everything from price fixing to the bribery of doctors and the commission of marketing fraud. There's another one, Pfizer-Bextra marketing fraud. Links, these are all linked up, so if you think this is all garbage, click on the links. Drug companies have zero ethics. They kill children to test their vaccines. There's another link to that one. They conduct medical experiments on prisoners and mental patients. Another link to that. Do you honestly think they wouldn't use vaccines as a way to make people sick and create an infectious disease scare that sells more vaccines and kills more people? Real solutions to the flu. If you want to stay healthy this flu season. Now, he gives his three recommendations. It's vitamin D, vitamin D, and vitamin D. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't ever put all my eggs in one basket when it comes to, I try not to do that. I just try to balance, okay? Your body, the only thing your body, uh, you can't say the only thing your body needs in in an infectious state or if you're in a compromised immune system is vitamin D3. Yes, it's important, but it's not the only thing. There's other aspects to health, okay? He says, oh, If you really want to stay healthy this flu season, the answer is pretty simple. It all starts with the top three nutrients for flu prevention. Now, I put in mine. I think mine's a lot better. He just said vitamin D3 three times. I say food state vitamin C, number one. Okay. Now, this is to feed primary immune system function. Okay. Colloidal silver, specifically mild silver protein. You can go to my website or I have another thing we get into here in a second. Um, dr-johnson.com dr-johnson.com anyway, i give you a link to that mouse over protein now, again, that's acting as a secondary immune system in the body and then also, my third thing would be the vitamin D3, the food state the actually derived from a food there's only one company that I know of that makes it Okay, everything else pretty much on the market synthetic, maybe some other companies have figured it out I don't know, but I like the the one that um, I work with that makes it because it's actually literally from a food. If you're not taking it, now this is Mike Adams, if you're not taking at least 5,000 IUs, and this is for an adult, 
of D3 each day during the winter flu season, you're probably not, um, you're probably vitamin D deficient. Now, he's saying just vitamin D. You got to be more specific, Mike. It's D3. That's the, that's the part of the D that you really need, okay? And <laughs> guaranteed, if you go into like a drug store, you're going to get D. And you're not going to get D3, and it's not the same, and it's going to be synthetic. Okay, so in addition to the vitamin D3, there are all other sorts of herbal remedies, um, some of which I mentioned echinacea probably being the best. Trace minerals like zinc, superfood nutrients that help can help protect you. And, of course, don't suppress your immune system with flu shots, chemotherapy, or prescription meds. All those things make you more vulnerable to infection and makes you a repeat customer for the sick care cartels that profit from human suffering. Okay, so that's some more facts for you to think about. Now, my immune system supplement recommendations. I don't know how long I'll be able to extend this because for a long time I was running that silver special that I had mentioned in the past. But I have a lot more listeners now and I don't know how long I'll be able to run this thing. Um, I might only be able to run it for a week. I don't know. Okay, but I give you the offer for the Silver Special. I'm not even going to go over it here. Um, but that's if you order directly from me, or you can go to the website, the doctor-johnson.com. If you want to order Mild Silver Protein, you can do it there as well. When I went on that 14-city tour in 06, they put that website up for me because there was no way I could process orders. But it was a place I could refer people to. Okay. And you can do either, okay? But if you order it from me, I can only ship within the United States. All right, if you want the full details, you, you can. it's going to be on a page, I don't know, probably about page 14, 13 of the PDF for this date, for January 13, 2013. Also, I'll give you the little presentation I did online, colloidal silver, mild silver protein, its uses in history. Um, you can learn the truth about electronically produced liquid silver and silver generators between ionic silver and true colloidal silver. And if you want to click on that, it's like a four-part teaching up on YouTube. I'll give you the link for that. Now, going further, the whole food vitamin C powder. Now, I know there's other powders I think they're coming out with now. Other companies are getting finally cluing into this, where you need to have a whole food pill or powder to actually get the job done the way God intended it. Not a synthetic vitamin pill, but a whole food powder. This was just introduced. Now, for my people that have ordered from me innate response formulas and right foods okay, are essentially the same company. I've had a lot of patients order from me things from right foods. I like the line it's essentially the same as innate response formulas. But innate response formulas is like, why are we having two lines of food state nutrients? Why don't we just all consolidate them into the innate response formulas and have one line and make things less complicated? And I totally agree. So, right now, if you've ordered that uh, C500 for me in the past, and you have to contact me by email to do this, okay? I don't have a website. I, I just cannot get into that type of thing. These are professional line products. Theoretically, I'm not supposed to just throw them up there and sell them, okay, because of that. You need to actually consult with, typically, a doctor to get a lot of the things that I use. And that's why I have you contact me directly, okay, through the email address. I just have to do it that way. Um, 
they're phasing out the vitamin, um, the C500. I've got some left. I've probably got, I don't know, 10 bottles left. They're phasing it out, and they're fa- and the replacement product is the C-Complete powder. I realize not everybody may want to take vitamin C um, in a whole food powder form. And I will be able to get the tablets that they're going to switch over to for Innate, which they're already making products for that, for the C. But for now, this is what I've got. I've got some of the C500 left, and I've got the C-Complete powder. I didn't really want to make this announcement until now because um, I kind of wanted to do it all at once, once I had gotten some product in inventory. Anyway, if you want to know more about the C powder, it's right here, the whole description. Uh, It's a full-spectrum vitamin C, incorporates food state vitamin C, and a plethora of vitamin C whole-rich concentrates. It's the way God intended it. Um, Anyway, going further. Then, the D3. This is a food state D3. Now, many of you have ordered the 2000 International Unit Food state D3 for me, from innate response formulas. Okay? Um, got that one. That was the strongest I could offer. I've got the D3-2000 food state. I've got the D3-1000. The kids' mini tabs are gone. They don't even make them anymore. I don't know why they stopped making them, but they stopped making them. Okay? But you could always take... Well, actually, this is what I'm getting to. They've just come out with a new product. It's the... Um, they're D, it's basically D3, 5,000 international units. Now, remember what Mike Adams was saying? If you're, and you can get your D3 levels checked, and I have no problem on a blood test getting that checked. Almost everybody that gets them checked, they're low, okay? Up until now, I had no way to provide 5,000 international units of D3 in an innate food state product. They've just come out with this, Okay. 60 capsules, each one or 5,000 international units. It's 32 bucks, and it's actually, from a price cost-effective standpoint, it's by far a better a better deal than the than the 2,000 or the 1,000 international units that I've been. They just came out with this. Okay, I've got some in stock, and it's um, it's you know basically if you did one a day, you're going to get your 5,000 international units, 60 day supply. So. And also, if you had a small child, you could take, these are, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're capsules. They're not tablets like the other ones. So you could just, you know, take like a fifth of one and give it to them like a fifth of the capsule. I don't think it tastes bad or anything. And you could put it in food. Anyway, um, that's a new product. And it's here in the PDF. Okay. Um, Now, here's a whole other thing. If you are deficient in calcium, the D3 will be hindered in its action. See below for why this is the case. For my newsletter that I produced, I don't know how many years ago, it was entitled Colds, Flus, and Immune System. I'm reading you an excerpt from that newsletter because this is something that will hinder the action of vitamin D3. Because remember, everything is dependent on everything else in the body. You just can't take massive amounts of D3 and expect everything in the body to balance and work perfectly. If you're deficient in certain things, you've heard the expression, you're only as strong as the weakest link in the chain. Okay, So, most people are not aware that the role calcium plays in the immune system. It is actually one of the chief fuels upon which the immune system runs on. White blood cells are the main tool of our immune systems to destroy foreign infectious invaders. White blood cells use calcium as the main fuel to propel themselves to destroy these invaders through a process known as phagocytosis. 
If we don't have enough usable calcium in our body, our immune system cannot ramp up, get to, and kill these foreign infectious invaders. Now, there is a huge amount of interplay between D3 and calcium in the bloodstream. You know how when you go out, have you ever went out and got like a sunburn? Or been out in the sun all day and you feel really, really tired? Okay, and let's say you got burned. Do you understand that sunlight is actually a natural way to get D3? Okay, so if you're getting a lot of sunlight, you don't really even need to take D3. Just most people aren't getting enough sunlight. And I'm not advocating, you know, dressing up in a bikini and go out in there laying half naked everywhere or whatever. Okay, so I mean, again, you get D3 through sunlight. But most people aren't getting that, so they're, they're deficient in it. When a massive amount of D3 is produced in the body, it's made in the skin, okay, through the sunlight, okay, when you get burnt. The D3 will take the calcium in that area that it's being made and pull it into the bloodstream, okay? If you don't have enough usable calcium, you will actually start to become deficient in calcium. And this is why there's so much interplay between D3 and calcium, okay? So it's important that you have what they would term as adequate tissue calcium in the system if you're taking the D3. Because if you don't have it, you're, you're, you're kind of, um, you're hampering one part of your, your system there with, that has to do with calcium. Okay, let's go further. If we don't have enough usable calcium in our body, our immune system cannot ramp up, get to, and kill these foreign infectious invaders through the process of phagocytosis that I talked about. It's like having a guided missile with no way of getting it off the ground. Consequently, if you have a low amount of usable calcium in your system, forget about having a strong immune system. Now, I just proved this self to my again the other day. I had been battling like this chronic virus, kind of like always trying to, to, to um, get at me, okay, for like the last few weeks. I've been chronic. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I've been taking the D3. And I said, you know what? I need to take some extra calcium. Because I used to do that a lot. Now, I, I took the calcium and you just don't take any calcium. The first day, I started doing that. It was just like this gigantic change from the calcium. I was getting adequate C. I was getting adequate D3. Probably getting adequate zinc. Taking a good multivitamin. But you have to understand. You could say, yeah, you're doing all this stuff and you're still... Listen, I haven't really been full-blown sick in years. But understand, the reason that I got into alternative health care was a poorly functioning immune system. And I don't want to just rely on the silver all the time just to maintain my immune system. It's expensive to do that, number one. Most people couldn't even afford that. And again, it's acting as a secondary immune system. I want to make my primary immune system strong and take the silver intermittently or if I'm really trying to uh, stave off something. Like, okay, if you're in a pandemic, okay, all bets are off. Take the silver and take it in high quantities because if it's something that they've released via airborne and it's some genetically modified monster thing they've created in a laboratory, which again, the pandemic's most likely coming, hopefully I've proven that today, then you're going to want something really strong. You're not going to, I mean, you're just not going to want to rely on primary immune system function. Yes, you want your primary immune system strong going into that, but the silver can be used as a life-saving tool. Now, I'm not saying the Lord Jesus Christ can't intervene and, and keep you safe. So I don't want to get your eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just talking about from a physiological standpoint. This is how, what I would do and how I'm approaching it and what I've seen work in the past. And I got into alternative health care because 
primarily of a poorly functioning immune system. It's just always been one of the major weak links in my chain. Always. I was vaccinated as a child. My mom had poor nutrition. Um, I believe, you know, before I was conceived, uh, while I was in the womb and afterward. And, I mean, I've just, I've had physical things and my immune system being one of my weakest links in my chain. So, for me, it's always been a big issue. Went back on this calcium the other day and, I mean, it just made such a gigantic difference. Uh, Just a little bit of calcium, you know, once a day. It was the one thing I really believed the D3 needed to work properly. And the rest of my immune system as well. So anyway, that is why I put this in there. Because I really got reconvicted about this. And I know that a lot of people could be saying, oh, this is so complicated. I'm like, yeah, but am am I just supposed to not tell you? You know, I mean, I can't, I don't want to like withhold this information. I am trying to keep it as simple as I can. In regard to, we're talking about whole food vitamin C, D3. Some people may be getting enough D3. Sun exposure, you can eliminate that one. You know, a good whole food multivitamin, you're going to probably get a good amount of zinc in that, okay? Okay, you're going to get some calcium in that as well. But it might not be enough. And it depends. There's some people that have like the immune system of like a mastodon. You know, they can go out and do whatever. I drink a pot of coffee a day, take my vaccines, get drunk, smoke like a fish, and I'm still not going to get sick. Is that all you got? You know, I can't, I can't relate to that. You know, I cannot relate to that at all. But there are certain people that are just built like this Trojan horse and they can go out and abuse their body all day long. I've never been like that. And I think God created me this way so that I could be maybe more of a help to others regarding this particular subject, particularly going into the end times, because I have a pretty good, broad perspective on this, and I've studied it so much over the years. So I'm trying to take all this information that normally a patient would come to me and I would like sit down and do a consult, and you know they pay X amount of money to come to me and say, okay, what, what do I do? Well, I'm giving all that information out for free. I'm not trying to ration the bullets. I'm just trying to give it out. And you pray about it, you do with it what you think, but I'm doing this so that you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. So if you have to go back and re-listen to this, read the, um, read the PDF that pertains to this. Because it's all there, it's all free. Okay? And, and you know, um, read it. I think it's going to ring true to you. Um, let's go forward here. So, going forward here. Consequently, if you have a low amount of usable calcium in your system, forget about having a strong immune system. It won't happen because it cannot happen. And calcium is not something that can be manufactured in the body unless we leach it from our own bones, which over time would lead to osteoporosis. One of the main signs that we are deficient in calcium during the throes of an infection is a high body temperature or fever. Did you know that? Very, very little known, that last sentence I just said. That's Royal Lee's research, the guy that started Standard Process back in 1929. Did you know that a high fever that continues is a sign that you're low in, in uh, usable tissue calcium, usable calcium in the body. Okay? Um, it's not because... Now, I'm talking... This is a fever that really lingers for a long, long time because fevers are the body's response to viruses and bacteria and things of this nature. Okay? It's our natural ramping up process to try, to try to create an elevated body temperature that kills the bad guys. But if this continues to go on and on and on, and, you, and this thing is lingering, always think calcium deficiency. One of the things that got me into alternative healthcare was a poorly functioning immune system. I found one of the main components in building a strong immune system is keeping calcium reserves high in the body. 
The best product to accomplish this that I know of is called Calcium Lactate by Standard Process. I'll give you a link to it. You can read more about it. Before you ask about all the other calcium supplements on the market, let me tell you why this one is superior to most. After this product is ingested, it takes only one biological step in the body to convert this form of calcium into active, usable calcium, which is known as calcium bicarbonate in the bloodstream or in the soft tissues. Calcium bicarbonate is the only form of calcium our bodies can use. And there is not another form of calcium on the planet that takes less than one step to convert to calcium bicarbonate. And again, the... um, the uh, calcium lactate, the one that I'm talking about here, I believe takes one step, one or two. Anyway, um, to give an example, calcium carbonate, which is the form of calcium used in Tums, Rolaids, and most cheap drugstore brands of calcium products, takes 13 steps to convert to the usable calcium bicarbonate in the body. 13 happens to be in the number of rebellion. So this is why people go, and they're like, well, I'm getting my calcium from my Tums. That is a subject I could probably do a good hour teaching on, easily. Do you realize when you take Tums or Rolaids and you're getting that nice, cheap oyster shell or dolomite or calcium, which is basically ground-up rocks, okay? Imagine going out to your garden and saying, I'm going to get my calcium for today and just... Oh, that oyster shell or, or that rock, that calcium limestone rock looks good. I'm going to grind that up in a pistol and mortar and I'm going to go ahead and just down that. That's exactly what you're getting in Tums and Rolaids and, and most vitamin products. Calcium carbonate. Why? It's cheap. Guess what? That's the kind of calcium that gives you kidney stones, that plaques up your arteries, that gives you um, osteoarthritis because the body's trying to put it someplace. Because it's like, I, I don't like this calcium. It's cheap. It's garbage. I can't even do the 13-step conversion because that takes a lot of things in order. Every time you do a conversion in the body, it requires other nutrients. Well, if you don't have those nutrients, I can't do the conversion. So it builds up in wherever, the kidneys, the joints, the, the bloodstream. It's not the only cause for those things, but uh, particularly arteriosclerosis, but that's a whole other subject. Anyway, so Tums or Rolaids, the calcium carbonate in them, 13 steps, if it even gets there, and most likely it's not. Now, also, the thing about antacids, guess what? You have to have an acid stomach in order to digest protein, iron, calcium, zinc, and I'm just naming a few, and also to digest parasite carcasses, which are on the outside of most fruits and vegetables that you don't see. So, what do antacids do? They create an antacid environment in the gut, in the stomach, which was designed to operate at a pH of, oh, it's like 1.5 to 2.5, I believe. It's enough to dissolve nails. Okay, that's, that's, that's how God created your gut. Okay, but acid is viewed as this wicked, evil thing. No, no, you need antacids. The reason typically most people need antacids is because their stomach line is so thin from overproduction of bad acids, from eating the wrong kinds of foods, that it gets to the point where you need antacids in order, because your stomach can't even handle it anymore. Can't handle the good acids. That's a whole other subject. I put out a a newsletter a couple weeks ago on antacids. It's at the end of the study. Click on that and read the whole thing there about it, because that's a whole other thing. 
Anywhere, anyway, by creating an antacid environment, even if, even if Tums had good calcium, you couldn't absorb it because you have to have an acid gut to absorb it. So it's such a joke. Tums and Rolaids are, and those types of things are, are the biggest joke I know of. Okay, but it relieves my symptoms. Yes, it's a drug, essentially. It's relieving your symptoms, but you're getting worse internally over time. It's, you, you can't digest protein. Uh, protein is super important. All the amino acids. Uh, protein is literally the 24 amino acids, building blocks to muscle, building blocks to our soft tissue. You have to have those. And if you create an antacid gut and you can't uh, digest protein, guess what? It putrefies in the gut creates this toxic environment in your system. Anyway, I could keep going on and on, but it's just like, I'm sure I'm overwhelming you as it is. So, let's go further here. Um, In addition, this calcium lactate by standard process is not derived from milk. Because a lot of people say, oh, it's lactate, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. No, no, it's not derived from milk. So people that are lactose intolerant won't have a problem digesting this calcium. It's made from the... Um, I believe the salts of lactic acid, that's why they call it calcium lactate, but it's not dry from milk. Okay, so, um, going further here, it's not dry from milk. The only people that would have a problem with this product would be people who have too little stomach acid to digest calcium, which I just talked about. As sufficient stomach acid is essential for the breakdown of not only calcium, but protein, iron, and several other trace minerals. If low stomach acid is a factor, Zypan, by standard process, can be taken with calcium lactate or with food. I'll give you a link to that product. Or as an alternative, you could try taking one to two teaspoons of organic apple cider vinegar twice a day. Now, if you take the apple cider vinegar and it makes your stomach hurt worse, that's because your stomach lining is so thin, it can't handle even good acids. In that particular case, I recommend a product called Okra Pepsin E3, by standard process, that will rebuild the lining of your gut, the stomach doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. If it took you a lifetime to get to where you're at, it doesn't happen overnight. But that's the product I have you take until you get to the point where you can take the good acids, like apple cider vinegar or Zypan. Okay, now remember, this is foundational. If you start to go awry in the first place, well, first place digestion actually starts to take place is the mouth through the enzymes, patylin, and you chewing the food and breaking it down, all that stuff. Then it goes down the esophagus, gets into the stomach, goes through the pyloric sphincter, stomach, into the duodenum, into the small intestine, into the large intestine. Okay. If you have problems in the upper GI, in the stomach, and your food is not being digested properly, if it's putrefying, if the fats are going rancid, if the carbohydrates are fermenting, realize... That it, all that stuff ends up getting either, it's going into the intestinal tract, which creates a toxic environment, and or whatever is absorbed into the bloodstream, you have this nice toxic bloodstream now that has all of these putrefying, fermenting, decaying, rancid materials in the bloodstream. Think that might affect the rest of your body? Might affect liver toxicity? Might affect how you, 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 your brain functions? Sure it will. So, What happens in the stomach is so foundational to the health of your body. That's huge. I mean, if you have good digestion there, you're avoiding so many other potential downfalls. Okay? So, again, it's very important. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundation is what really is going on in the stomach when you you talk about how your food is being processed. Okay? Understand that. It's very important. So, 
Um, the other thing that is important, oh, also, um, if your stomach line is so thin you're actually getting bleeding, you would want to do ocropepsin and you'd want to do chlorophyll complex perils by standard process. I've seen that stop internal bleeding literally overnight. Literally, on more than one occasion, stomach bleeding. How do you know where it's coming from? If you're having stools that are dark colored, like jet black, you suspect a lot of times that's blood, it's coming from the upper GI. If it's bright red, it's coming from the lower intestinal tract. Either way, the chlorophyll complex, I've never seen it fail. Now, granted, if you've got a big tumor there, or a polyp, or, or something's like, or you've a perforated bowel, <laughs> you know, that's beyond, you know, help there. With that, that is a medical issue. So I'm not saying don't seek medical advice for any of this stuff. I'm just saying, I've seen chlorophyll complex totally stop. Uh, bleeding ulcers, and um, nah, then if you have Helicobacter pylori, which is the stinking uh, thing that, that causes most ulcers in the body. Helicobacter pylori, it's also called H. pylori. You know, that's a whole other deal. The mild silver protein can kill that. Also, there's a type of honey called Manaluca honey. It's extremely expensive. You can get that in health food stores. That's been proven to kill HPV, or Helicobacter pylori. So anyway, not HPV, but Helicobacter pylori. H. pylori, sorry. So I'm just throwing all this stuff in because it's there, and I'm like, oh, I might as well say it. I mean, it's all related. So uh, anyway, let's go further here. So um, one other thing that is important when taking calcium is omega-3 fatty acids, which are high in flaxseed oil. You see, the omega-3 acids in flaxseed oil are necessary for healthy cell membranes and to transport the calcium into the white blood cells where the calcium is used to support cell motility, movement, and phagocytosis, killing the foreign infectious invaders. Okay, so omega-3 fatty acids are involved in that as well. Okay, so again, again, just that's why I'm like, yeah, just do D3. Do you see how, many, how multifaceted the immune system is? So... That's why I say just, you know, one thing foundational. Good, whole food, multivitamin. Okay? And we're going to talk about that as well because you really can't beat that. So, going further. Of the good omega-3 fats, flaxseed oil is very important. Barleens of the flax oil in the refrigerated section of most health food stores, it's in a black bottle refrigerated section, is a good flax oil. But just keep it refrigerated and do not open the cap to expose the flax to air as flax oil is very volatile and will go rancid very easily. Don't heat it. Don't expose it to air. That's why I like to take mine in the perils or in some type of form where it's not really getting exposed to air because flax goes rancid very easily. Beyond that, I only recommend grinding your own flax in a coffee grinder and consuming it immediately, because once you pierce the outside of the flax, it'll start to go rancid. you got to consume that stuff immediately. It's also a good source of fiber. So, further, going further, or you could take Linum B6, particularly for women, or Cataplex F tablets for men, is a natural way of getting this omega-3 factor that helps the calcium, um, that will uh, also helps a lot of other things. Those are some other alternatives. It is a risky proposition buying flax oil off the shelf as there's no way to verify quality and if it's not refrigerated, don't buy it. Not, not if you're going to be taking it by the spoonful. This is also an excellent product for skin protection as calcium and omega-3 uh, fatty acids are essential for preserving and protecting the skin. Remember what I said? D3 is created in the skin when you get a, a suntan or exposed to sun. It takes it out of the skin. Well, it was in the skin for a reason though. Okay, what the F does is it puts it back. So see, there's a balance. There's a balance. The D does 
one thing with calcium, the F does the opposite. But you want to have the balance there. Okay? When you take a little bit of that F with the calcium, um, it will really enhance immune system function. It really helps that phagocytosis, really helps the white blood cells ramp up. I'm telling you, it's huge. Okay? So, anyway, these products are, uh, if these products are taken in conjunction with a good whole food multivitamin mineral product, and again, see below in this PDF, um, you should be in pretty good shape. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop here because I'm running out of time. I'm going to try to finish this up in the last part here. Um, yeah, I've only got like 30-some pages to go. <laughs> I'm doing good. Anyway, we'll see you in part four. God bless.